Welcome to the Defiant Spirit, a podcast about discovering meaning, purpose, and resilience in the most challenging, difficult, and darkest moments of our lives through what my teacher and mentor, Dr. Viktor Frankl, called the defiant power of the human spirit, that spirit that is within you, that spirit that is calling to you, that spirit that is you. I'm Dr. Baruch Halevi, and this is the Defiant Spirit, and now, on to our podcast. So welcome to the Defiant Spirit. I'm Bar Halevi, also known as B. For some of you, you are joining us vis-a-vis video, some of us audio. Now, if you're joining us on video, you can see that I'm joined in studio by special guest, Ariella Halevi. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Welcome to my office in the basement. <laughs> we separated offices. Um, we're moving in chaos in our house. We've had a little construction over the past, like, what's it been, like six months? More than that. We're almost halfway there. So, um, yep, so we're um, operating under the same roof, literally, but on different floors. So welcome down to my floor. Yes. Thank you again. So I'm going to um, interview my very special Enneagram 4 guest. (laughs) I feel very special. (laughs) So you always have to say special Enneagram 4 guest when you introduce a 4. The 4 is the individualist. If you haven't been following my journey over the past, I don't know, seven weeks, I started out doing Enneagram 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. I think that's about where I've been up to. But Along the way, um, Arielle and I talked about doing a personal interview around a four to show you what it's like to be a four. To show you what it's like to be in my head. <laughs> so I'm very excited. <laughs> good, good luck with this. This is going to be a long <laughs> podcast. Um, and so we're going to explore. I'm going to be doing this with all the numbers. So it's not just Ariella. If you, um, you know, if you're a particular type, this will help. You. If you're not a four, it'll help you get a better sense of. For although remember there's just so many different subtypes and they can all look very different so I'll tell you more about Ariella's subtype in a second but this is really just to bring to life some of these concepts so we'll be exploring each and every type with a real live guest I don't know if I'll always get them in person but I'll take this one while I got her so here we go are you ready I am ready all right so Enneagram four the enthusiast sorry the individualist behind me you can see it. You can't see it it's at the bottom. Um, but you have pictures of it. You've seen it before. Enneagram 4, I have to say, is probably one of the most complex of the Enneagram types. I would argue that, um, as you can see, maybe I'll make room for this, 4 and 5 are at the bottom. And they're, it's not coincidental they're at the bottom because that's the sort of the shadow side of the Enneagram, the lower half. And that shadow isn't bad or good. It's necessary. It's complex. There's complexity down here. Four plus five equals nine, right? So nine is the lightest, the sort of highest vibration of the Enneagram. And four and five down here are much more in the um, complexities of it. And so it takes a lot more work, really, to get to know a four, to get to know a five, to explore their inner depths. And it's um, really, I think, quite a remarkable thing when you get to know a four or five and really get to catch a glimpse of, I think, the depths that most of us don't go to. The madness. The madness. (laughs) It's why so many fours and fives are artists. I would say disproportionately the artists, the healers, the people who can 
give voice to what most of us probably don't naturally give voice to. So with that, why don't you just tell us a little bit about uh, your understanding of the Enneagram, your understanding of um, the individualist, the four. Sure. Well, I'll start with a story. Um, today, I went to the chiropractor and I walked in and I said, you can do this, but you can't do this. My body says that it wants this today. My back was hurting. My body says it wants this, but but I was told by my body that you can't do this. And he looked at me and he said, you are the only client I have, and I have many clients, who knows her body so well and talks to her body and gets back answers from her body. And I, I think sometimes you might get stuck in there. <laughs> He's like, do you get stuck in there? And I was like, yes, yes, I do get stuck in there. He said, but the most beautiful thing about you is that you know exactly what your body needs and you know what it's saying to you. And 99.9 of my clients do not know that. Mm. He's probably not dealing with force. Or self-preservation. Right. So that's the beautiful thing about fours is that, and again, and you know we should talk about the subtypes because I, as a healer, work with different types of fours, and we're some sometimes we're very similar and sometimes very different. So the way that I experience the world is, um, well, and for a profession, I, I am a healer. I I know that when I, it's not just about my body, but it's also about just the world. And there, what the way I see the world is that there's. <laughs> sounds a little crazy but that you know you see the physical body here and what I see is that you're more than a physical body you have energy centers in your body called chakras there's doors there's magic there's there's so many facets to who this person is or who I am or who you are and I love to figure out the depths of that. I like to go deeper. And I'm not a good party person, so don't invite me to your party. Well, you are. You just have a different understanding of what a party is. <laughs> <laughs> the party okay, isn't to so get drunk and pass out on the couch. That is right. And, I know, tried that. Shitty food. I think I was done with like my invite party. Invite me to that party. I'll come to that party. That's so <laughs> not true. <laughs> I think I was done in my, my my party phase at like age 22. I was like, well, I did that. I did it hard. I did it thoroughly special. I was special in it. And and then I just I left it because it's not interesting to me. Because when I go to a party, I don't like loud music. I like certain types of music and I like it a little softer so I can get to know who you are as a soul. So I can hear about you because I'm very interested in who people, like what makes you you. And I, again, I see past the physical body, I see the soul. And so, you know, as a profession, I can, I can feel energy. And so that leads me, that guides me. And it's not always fun. It's not always light. It's not always easy. And, um, you know, there's a, there's a positive and negative to being every number. And the fours have like this interesting way where we have to kind of accept our emotions and accept ourselves for who we are and move past it and keep moving past it. So just a couple refreshers for people listening around the Enneagram. I can't speak to Ella's experience. I can only speak to the Enneagram's roadmap. Four is the, so three, two, three, and four, the emotional triad. Twos really do other people's emotions naturally. We The work here is to defy your numbers. You can do all of this 
but unconsciously or reactively, twos will get into other people's emotions. They may not know their own. Threes go away from emotions. Fours go all in. You can hear it. It's sort of like, remember the, the diving board, the high board, the deep end? You just <laughs> jump like cannonball into the, into the sea of emotion. Yes. And so fours, we all have that within us, but fours naturally go there. So you can hear, even in my opening comments to Ariella, like tell us about a four, she went into the deep end. You have threes right now, probably white knuckling this conversation because <laughs> this is more emotion than they've done since 2021. Um, but it's really important to have these people in our lives who can open the floodgates of emotion. I think Viktor Frankl was a, a four. Um, really dealt in that the darker seas of emotion, bringing it to the surface so we can experience at least a piece of it. Yeah, I mean, my, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what my, I can't remember what my subtypes are, but I, I don't go, I, I know some fours that go to the depths of despair. And I, I have my weaknesses where I can go to the depths of despair, but I have this, the beautiful thing about, I don't know about me or my subtype is that I can, I can touch that darkness and I'm always offered like the light and the path. And I have a huge imagination and I'm very creative and I can see the pathway. I can see like where it's lit so I know where to go. So let me just say the three subtypes are, there's always three instincts and each type has those instincts applied to their type. So you have three subtypes. So it's always going to be self-preservation, sexual and social. If you want more of this, you can get it now in my ebook on the four. But self-preservation is going to, I call the self-pres, Ariella's self-preservation, the stoic, right? There's a stoicism of holding the suffering, of carrying the suffering. I think of Viktor Frankl quotes in um, Man's Search for Meaning, make me worthy to bear my burdens. And that's a very self-preservation four. Sexual four is an aggressive um, approach to all this emotion. So it becomes like amplified intense. I think I call it the competitor. And social four is the empath. It's a deep suffering. It's carrying the suffering at the surface. Other people know they're suffering. So it's a very different experience of the subtypes of four. So you're that stoic piece. Yeah. I mean, we always talk about the way I gave birth to four children. I mean, that would be the stoic. Right? No drugs. I did drugs. She didn't do them. No interventions. As natural as possible, as natural as you would let me be and push through the pain. And I can see the light and I know where I'm going and don't get in my way because I can see it and I'm going to get there and no one's going to show me how and no one's going to do it but myself. And so there is this, there is like, although I'm self-preservation and I do like to like make sure that my surroundings are safe and and I, you know, my son is Aviv, who's our 11-year-old, is also, I know, I don't know if he's self-prez for or social. social, but we have, you know, we're always locking the doors at night, always making sure the cats are in the house. Like, we are the checkers. And, um, you know, I, I am, I can be self-preservation, but I have this, like, desire to, like, to experience, right? Maybe that's like the creative or the the artist in me is like I I am not happy unless I am connected and know my path and know where I'm going. And so it makes for um sometimes a hard for the partner to be like sa- like for me to be satisfied, right? For me to just like let things be. 
Like peace is not something that I, I strive for. And I look peaceful on the outside. People always used to tell me that. I was a yoga teacher. I look so peaceful. But on the inside, I'm, I'm, always, I'm always thinking and working and, and connecting. So nines are, you know, the peacemaker at the top of the Enneagram. And they're naturally peaceful. Now they have their own shadows. We all do. It's not like they're perfect, but there's a natural piece to them. And we have a daughter who's a nine and there's everybody just comments on Shoshana's just vibe of peacefulness. Mm-hmm. Fours and fives aren't naturally peaceful unless they're doing their art. They're doing their whatever that art is. You know, for fives, it can be like a thinking art for fours, but it's usually dealing in an emotional realm. So even when you're agitated or intense, not agitated, when you're intense, but you're in your superpower space, mm-hmm. there's a peacefulness that you have around it. Yeah, I mean, I find great happiness and joy and peace when I am doing what I'm supposed to do here on this planet. When I'm in my wheelhouse, whether it's speaking or or healing or leading groups or whatever that is, then there is this, con- I mean, I think for me it's connection. It's like when I feel connected, when I'm doing that, you know, what I'm supposed to do, there is this like, I personally think fours can feel it maybe more intensely, this huge amount of light and peace that comes over me. So yes, with all the striving and the um, the emotions, I I know that I am not my emotions, right? So I've been trained in it and I've learned it. And so it's important for a four who hasn't, you know, for a four who hasn't done the training and doesn't know who she is inside that your emotions can get the best best of you and you're just following the emotions all over the place and so what i've learned is to hold like to hold them acknowledge them and then remember like no i'm peaceful when i stand on in this zone not in the emotion zone it's a good point you know each enneagram type has their i am and then fill in the blank and fours grapple with at a young age especially and i think we see it in our son I am my emotions as the four, mm-hmm. right? I, I feel, therefore I am. Right. There's another way. You know, fives are, I think, therefore I am. Eights are, I control, therefore I am. So we each have like this shadowy, it can go either way. I mean, that can be a wonderful thing mm-hmm. and it can also be our undoing. And, you know, so for the fours, the defense mechanism is called introjection. And it's a weird word, but you know it as a four, you'll, I'll describe it and you'll go, uh-huh. So I pick up my son from school most days of the week, half the days of the week. And he comes in and he starts reporting all this emotional turmoil, drama, we might call it. And then I find out as a little probing goes on, did this actually happen to you? No, it didn't happen to him. It happened to two girls. He was just a witness watching (laughs) the drama unfold. And what interjection is simply put is emotional fishing, right? Got another (laughs) one. (laughs) I got a shark this time. And he pulls it in and then he thinks it's his. Because a four will lose the ability to delineate between what's theirs and what's happening outside of them, which on the best side makes them empaths. On the worst side makes them dramatic nightmares. So I'll say it in a different way. We are sponges because we're empaths and so sensitive to everybody else's shit, right? To everybody's drama. So what he's doing is that he is filling himself up because he... What I, what I teach is that you have Swiss cheese in your aura, right? I deal with energy. And when you have holes in your energy system because you're so sensitive, you're so empathic, everybody's stuff just comes in. And so I think of it as like 
There are many people living in my nervous system. My kids, my husband, life, you know, I, I don't watch the news because it's too overwhelming for me because it just all, even though I have really good tools and I know how to use them, I still know my boundaries. I and listen so, to the news and report what you need to know. That's right. That's kind of our deal. Honestly, it, it, I, I can't, like during COVID. I love the news. During, it fuels me. Yeah. Ugh. I hear I'm listening to it at like 6 a.m. in the morning and I'm meditating and feeling my, filling my cup and he's like in with the news. But, um... I, I think of it as like people living in my nervous system and when too many people live in, and nobody should live in our nervous system, but for an empath, for a sensitive, it's really difficult to create this, this barrier around others because you want to, you want to help others. So yeah, so I have to be really careful about finding my own space and my own energy and still honoring those really beautiful pieces of me because it's what allows me to use my intuitive gifts. And so my work has been um, like with our son of Eve, my natural, so I'm an eight. I react like an eight. I respond like an eight. And um, my natural reaction is, you know, just tell them to fuck off. Like it's not your problem. If somebody's being mean to you, then just stand up and say, it's not, you know, not mine. I don't want it. It's yours. That's so easy for me to say. It's impossible for him to do. So I've taken, it's taken me a long time, but now I sit and I basically, I was told a long time ago, my job to be married to a four is to hold Hold out a garbage can and just let (laughs) them emotionally throw up in it and hold their hair and say, is there anything else? Is there anything else? And I do this with him now and I don't try and teach him how to be the tough guy you know that's not his way mm-hmm. right so i say is there anything else is there anything else it must be hard is there anything else i do it genuinely i don't do it to patronize him but what happens is he just talks it through and he's done yeah i mean he he's really not done talk- then he comes home and he talks to her about he it. he does it's 9 9 30 at night <laughs> yeah i didn't tell you one thing but like we were just in the car together my our son and i and he had time alone and we were going to go paint pottery and he's like no i'd rather talk and so we talked about his frustrations with, you know, his age and dance and all that stuff. And we got ice cream and we hung out and we talked about it. And so my, as a four, I don't, I don't hold it. Sometimes I take it on. Sometimes I want to fix it. And that's also the mom in me. But my job was to just like guide him to finding like, what are his strengths? Like what's normal also for an 11 year old boy. And and then also just to listen, like you said, and like, and then he's like, I'm good. I mean, it's the, the problem still exists, but as fours, we need to, we need to know like who not only, so what I've learned, and I don't know if this is a four thing or just kind of how I grew up, like I have to have my people, right? I have to have people that I can talk to and that I could express to and I feel safe with. But what I've learned as a four maybe is like, I don't need to express everything and it's really important to have better boundaries and I can express it to spirit, to God. I, I don't have to, I have like stacks and stacks of journals where I just do free form writing almost every morning to get all the gremlins out. And once the gremlins are gone, I have a, a, a path of light that is so bright and for me, it, I don't need to, you know, in the beginning of our marriage and maybe until like a year ago, <laughs> I like, I don't need him as much to dump this is, on. This is a, a newsflash. Oh, I'm glad you finished the sentence. Good. 
<laughs> Do we want to get how eights and fours respond? Because I'm not sure it's so good. We're, we're both part of a reactive triad, and we just react. And yeah. So, yeah, that's another conversation. That's another conversation. Married married to an, a four and eight. Like, that's... Yes. We'll that's... do that one. <laughs> if we make it through this. Yeah. But anyway, so I found ways to, like, to help myself through my emotions. So you're describing um, the one of the lines that comes out of four. If you see it behind me, it goes to the one. And that's called the security line. And that's the childhood point. That's a place in us that maybe didn't get developed or didn't get encouraged. And um, I've seen you really developing that over time. And that one, the reformer, is all about principles, loyalty, trust, order, and finding the people who really deserve Mm -hmm. to hold the bucket, to be in your space, to share with. Right. And I see, you You know, you've really kind of been working on that security line for a long time. And it yeah. gives you the structure and the order because fours will drown if they don't find a way to structure their emotion. Right. Right. And so that's the for you. It's, it's therapy. It's healers. It's a it's a confidant as me, but it's other, you know, people. But not everybody should be a part of that no. little tribe. No. I mean, I think with fours, the boundaries are probably number one. Boundaries within you, boundaries around you. You can fully function as a four, healers, artists, energy workers, all that. They're amazing, amazing people. And it's important to put fences around the places that need to put fe- that you need to um, in order to be grounded in yourself, right? And not get your energy from other people, but to get it from yourself. And it's a two-way street because fours need to not dump it on right. other people, right? It's so you, you don't want to absorb it. But twos have to be very careful not fours? to... Sorry, fours have to be very careful not to wring their sponge on top of other people, you know, especially certain kinds that can't handle it. Sevens, as an example, the optimist or the enthusiast... Um, seven twos and nines because they're the positive triad and they have a hard time with fours negativity the darker side now that dark side is real it's it's the juice of life so but sevens nines and twos in particular Mm -hmm. report back that fours tend to be a buzzkill this is why i could never marry a seven I don't. I have a wing of a seven or a line of. Don't yeah. I go to a seven or? No, you I act like a seven. Put your foot in the ass of a seven and kick them out the door. But no, there's no I wing. Have, there's no line. Your part, I know, but personally, don't I? Oh, you have a very high seven. No, you think like a seven. Yes. So okay. your whole type, the way you think, feel, and act, Ariella feels like a four. She acts like a nine. She thinks like a seven. Okay, so my issue sometimes is that my the way that I think is a seven. So I love adventures. I although I'm self preservation, I force everybody like where are we going this vacation? Let's plan our next one. I love you know I I can pretend to like the party. Right, but I, I am adventurous. I love to explore. You like the idea of the party. I do. I love <laughs> the, the idea of the party, the and then I get there. I'm like, oh no, never mind. And so then I attract the sevens, and it's like, it's like oil and water because but, I'm not a seven. But fours live with a lot of push pull. This is a four thing too, mm-hmm. right? It's because there's this constant like 
I want that it's out there. I need it. I go get it. I bring it in. It's not what I need. I kick it out. And I go, and that's that seven piece <laughs> yeah. mixed with the four because sevens are always on the move. They're always out in the world. Right. The next experience, the next shiny object kind of a thing if they don't stay right. in guard. And so you don't, you don't have that. But your your thinking is along those lines. Yeah, I mean, I for me personally, like I will visualize what I want in life. I'll I'll manif- I'll I'll express it. I'll think about it. How many vision boards do you I have? I have vision boards. It's That's it's seven. almost twenty twenty three. We're getting ready to do another vision board, my kids and I, and um, I love it. I love manifesting. I love thinking into the future. My maybe as a four, my thing is like I have to also have two feet on the ground, get up make the breakfast, do the laundry, like work and and stay right here and find that energy right here and right now because I'm on to the next thing. You know, we have discussions and we're making decisions and we're going to do this. And that's maybe that's something I want, I've been wanting to do. And I'm all excited. And I'm like, yeah, but what about that? Like that's after so this, nice. how about we do that? And, you know, buzzkill eight. <laughs> It's like, well, wait, we didn't even get there yet. And so I am, that's my seven. Like, let's do this. I'm so excited. But I have to be really cognizant of, of um, as you said, of attracting the right people. Because I have a lot to share and I have a lot to express. And I have a lot, I have, um, when you're in, you're in with me, right? Like, I have great trust, but it has to be the right people. Absolutely. So um, this four quality is deep, right? And it's, um, I think, in, I'm just thinking about your life. And I think in your life, you've gone from, I want to bring in the wings because I'm feeling a lot of the wing energies. The wings are, are always on either side of you. So you have a three right. wing and a five wing. And I think the first half of your life was much more three wing, mm-hmm. was much more achiever, outward performance. Look at me. You know, natural teenage 20-something stuff. I, I see, though, over the past, you know, 10, 15 years especially, you've really shifted into this quieter side. And that's the five. That's yeah. the contemplative. That's the your books next to your chair upstairs. So you got like 16,000 books. You never know what you're going to feel in the moment and what you right. want to pick up. But you've really shifted, you know, you have both energies of wings always. It's not like I don't buy into this. I'm a four wing three. I'm a four wing. No, I think you were leaning four three energy. And I think you've really shifted into a more contemplative quiet. I think the world has, yeah. but I think you in particular have. Well, it's interesting that you said that because before my 20s, before my teens, I would never consider myself this like kind of intense, deep darkish healer type but what I was was very quiet I loved animals I loved to read had many books I loved to draw I wasn't I I didn't even understand about the social self right like it wasn't until I had some turmoil in my own life my teen years and and just dropped that piece and now I think the last 10 years especially I've picked her back up again Right. So for me and my own work, it's, it reminds me of like inner child stuff or like reclaiming those lost pieces. And that could be reclaiming the different parts of my five, which I always think of the five as like book smart and nerdy. And I'm not that, but I, I tend to fill up with the quiet and the 
like that's why when we go to the mountains it's like i just i i melt like there's this energy that's so quiet but you're just describing it though as a negative even now i mean you you like have a book fetish no, I think it's amazing. I love it. I'm, I feel like I'm reclaiming those pieces that I was before I turned 12, 13. So the Enneagram 3 would almost be embarrassed by the 5, right? Because right. the 3s always look good. They're the prom king and queen. They're the winners. They're the Look at me. Now, again, respond, re- reacting. We can respond. I know 3s who have done tremendous work who don't look anything like that. So, right. But there's that like teenage look at me 3 thing that looks over at your 5 and goes, ooh, who's, who brought the dork? Right. Well, totally, because I can I can live in both worlds, right? I was a cheerleader. I was in the sorority. I was so excited, and and I just I just I get to that point where it's like, oh, this is so uninteresting to me, right? And so I I sometimes I battle between the three and the five. Mm-hmm. I want to be that social person. I want to be invited, and then I get there, and I'm like, I just want my book. <laughs> I just need a dog, a book, and a mountain, and quiet little cozy cottage and like a river and I'm good so that is more of that reclaiming and being you know acceptance of who that that piece is that we don't always like Mm -hmm. but is definitely more prominent in my life now it's also five is the buddhist it's the contemplative mind the, the 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 quieter mindfulness piece and I think you've really been working on developing that. And so you mm-hmm. still think like a seven. I don't think we change that. But you now counterbalance that seven sort of scattershot, go wide with the five, go deep. Yeah, for sure. Um, the other last thing I'll say is, you know, that two piece, because there's two lines, four to the one. And I think you've been really working on reclaiming that. That's the structure piece. You've been structuring your business, structuring your life. Right. And so that's really more prominent now but i think the two is a big one for especially a woman because that two is the sort of stereotypical nurturing mother piece Mm -hmm. and that's your stress line and you can go there under stress and it's one type of a two helper nurturer mother and then you can go there under response you know the high side of two and it's a totally different thing yeah i mean i you know it I think it's interesting as a mother to give, 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 and give and feel that stress Mm -hmm. of being depleted and that I'm not sure my two is, is so healthy. Right. And so, so it is, I think it's age. I think it's how old your children are, where you are in your life is to work on that, what it means to give, how much to give when you give yourself away. Like there are many mothers that just give themselves away so I've had to work on that as well, that there's different there's different times in our lives when we have to give ourselves away. I mean, you and I lived through that and, you know, we just both gave ourselves away. So I was definitely, I had definitely been reclaiming those pieces as well. And, you know, we're going on a vacation this week and I see that the high side of the two come out in you when it's, Victor Frankl talks about it. The work of all of us, but especially fours, is to become self-transcendent, to get past yourself, to give. And the high side of that, too, is giving just to give, not to get. And, you know, you like will plan the activities and you just want everybody to have a, a great experience. Or we're just right as we're filming this, it's Hanukkah. And, you know, that that high side of the two comes out in you. You don't do that. Give so that I get presents back in return. No, I don't like that. <laughs> I know, but that's yeah. the high side. That's the best of what a two has to offer. Yes. And so as I'm planning the trip, right, because I planned six out of seven days. I have ideas, Even right? Even God rested. 
(laughs) Well, the five in me is like, when are you going to rest? Like, make sure you do not burn yourself out because this trip is for rejuvenation. So there's, you know, there's different pieces in me that... That need to, I think the, I think the giver who's been so loud for about 18 years, um, the, the rester or the more peaceful Buddhist, whatever she is, is like wanting to come out. So it's interesting as, as we get older, as like we have different life stages, I wonder if our different subtypes and all of the lines and all the things I don't understand, I wonder if they like take a major, a different role. They're calling to us. You know, mm-hmm. this is the, the, the Enneagram is energy. It's movement. If the moment it's static, that's when it's idolatry. That's when it's our right. false self. That's when it's reaction. And the work is to just learn how to open up those channels, those pathways again, mm-hmm. the lines and the wings and the whole type. You don't have to understand it. You know it. You're a master healer, always moving energy around. This is just another roadmap. Right. And so... There are areas that we go to out of stress, out of defense mechanisms, strategies Mm -hmm. to stay alive, and they get stuck. And then we start spending new chapters, opening up those energies again in new ways. And so, you know, we'll end with that. But um, I think Ariel is a good reminder of that we are not a number. We just talked on like most of the numbers of the Enneagram because each one, you know, she took the test like many of you have done with me. And it rank orders them one through nine. It isn't that you're a four. It's that four was your go-to strategy. But you also have this, 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 this. And what you're doing now is taking this and moving it back to a circle. Because circles aren't hierarchical. Circles are egalitarian, literally. That's what comes from the word circle. Um, And so it's learning how to live your life as a circle, not as a line. And what you have spent a lot of time doing, I think, is bringing back some holistic, some wholeness to your life so that you have access to all these numbers in different ways at different times. Yeah, I mean, it makes, if you do that, it makes you feel complete. It makes you feel like you're home inside of yourself instead of going, instead of reacting or living through one lens. I mean, how do we live through one lens when we have so many different aspects of us and so many different ways that we live and life stages and etc because we get stuck we get lazy we get scared we get you know whatever it is and the work that we're all here to do is the work that ariella has been doing continues to do and i know will continue to do and that is to defy our numbers so if you are a four and you are inspired by ariella then take hope right that um you know fours can defy their number if you're not a four and you're inspired by ariella take hope she you know, she models that we can defy our number. If people want to get in touch with you and do some of this energy moving work that you are specifically focused on, how might they do that? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, you can reach out to me at Ariella, A-R-I-E-L-A, at mysoulcentered.org. Um, you can, for a little while, check out our website, which is changing soon, but um you probably know it, www.mysoulcentered.org. So I know um, many of you have sort of been following along with us and know that we are happily married. We're going to continue to be happily married. We work mm-hmm. side by side, actually. She works on the top floor of the penthouse. I work in the basement. Penthouse. Um, um, and then we're going to keep doing that under the umbrella of my soul, of, under the umbrella of Soul Centered. But we also now have our very clearly delineated pathways. Mine is the Defiant Spirit. Hers is Ariella Halevi um, Healing, 
And so you'll be able to kind of work with her in that capacity, me in this capacity, and we will still continue to show up periodically and do podcasts. Yes, we will. I will invite you on mine. I can't wait for it until then. (laughs) And Ariella's language will say namaste. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Defiant Spirit podcast with me, your host, Dr. Baruch Halevi. The Defiant Spirit is an offering of Soul Center to Center for Spirituality, Meaning, and Healing. And if you'd like to learn more about the Defiant Spirit or Soul Center, get more inspirational content, access to a variety of online programs, or see how we might work together to discover deeper meaning in your life, greater purpose for your life, or live the Defiant Spirit power within your life, visit defiantspirit.org. Until then, keep living your fine spirit.